BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. You got it? I got it. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. It's just the two of us. (laughs) That's great. It's been too long, Marcus. Much too long. Yeah, what have you been up to? Hanging out and stuff, huh? (laughs) Hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. You know me. Always having a wild time. I like that shirt you got on there. It's a little, it's a little uh, pederast, but that's okay. <laughs> well, there's only four children on it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. got a whole narrative to go along with it, but yeah, I mean, they can't see the shirt. Well, all right. The shirt says, "In His Presence." There's two large white hands. I assume it's a Christian shirt, and uh, for this uh, evangelical movement, do they assume Christ is white? They would be stunned to hear the truth. <laughs> And, of course, all the kids are white as well. What's the narrative that goes with this? Except for one that is No, brown. he's still white. He just has brown hair. And I think that's just no. a stain covering up his face. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of children. I think there's this is the husband right here in the middle. There's oh, I see. This is the husband. The and two, his son's, his son's on his knees next to him. Yeah, there's two children over to his left. Uh, On his right is another child, Uh uh, and on the far right is a toddler, a brown toddler. And by the way, he's so this dude. Okay, so the father (laughs) is with his children. He's got a blonde, uh, white daughter who has a black uh, baby. So basically, the father is reaching up to God for help, (laughs) so that he doesn't go and kill the uh, the fellow who knocked up his daughter. See, the story that I had in my head is that the baby down here is uh, the illegitimate child of the family maid who died during childbirth, and they don't actually know any of her family back in Mexico, so they decided to take Mm -hmm. the baby on, or at least he did. The wife, of course, did not enjoy this. She skipped town, and now he's left to raise all these children in the weird little overalls that he's wearing. Well, you got to be able to move. You know, you got to be comfortable when you're raising a bunch of delinquents like that. Well, they all look mentally slow. Uh, obviously, um, we had Jim Poke on uh, on the last episode. Got to love the poker. He's always the best. And uh, there was a couple of things. Obviously, we talked a lot about prison reform and stuff like that. Um, he mentioned that he actually enjoyed prison guards, and I think it's because he has a perverse idea of what good people are. <laughs> um, but we got a great prison story, and of course, do I even have to say where it's from? 
Florida. I mean, it's always Florida. Has Florida had a good news story in five years? Oh. I mean, Marcus, you're the newsman for all of these shows. Have you ever accidentally stumbled upon a story that took place in Florida when, uh, where a, a, a young man helped an elderly lady across the road or maybe he helped her with a with a bunch of bags uh, from a grocery store into the trunk of his car. It's always a, a young man pushed an elderly lady into the street to steal her groceries. <laughs> it's never the good version. Well, there was that nice Hispanic man who worked Neighborhood Watch a couple years ago. George Zimmerman? <laughs> That's sad. That's a sad state. That's where Florida's at. George Zimmerman is the feel-good story for Florida since 2009. Oh, my. The penis of the United States is full of disease. It's full of herpes. It's full of crabs. Oh, man. It's full of true psychopaths and sociopaths. Well, this new investigative report out, it came from the Miami Herald, and it says that Miami-Dade Institution allegedly Mm. has staff at their facility that were tormenting and abusing the mentally ill inmates that they house, sometimes just for pure cruelty, other times for sport. I mean, isn't it all for pure cruelty? (laughs) And what's worse... You know, I mean, if you're if you're one of these mentally uh, ill individuals, I mean, I assume you're probably eating your own dookie and uh, and peeing in a cup because the water tastes so good. I mean, you know, who knows what these characters are doing? It's nothing good. And uh, basically, it's just idle hands are the slow pokes workplace. You know, that the, the devil's got nothing to do with this. No, this is just uh, slow individuals with nothing else. Uh, to do except to be tormented by a bunch of morbidly obese and I'm not generalizing we know for a fact prison guards are morbidly obese they can't mm-hmm. get enough of eating some of that prison food every time they give it to the prisoners and whatnot <laughs> one for you two for me yeah 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 <laughs> oh sloppy joe wednesday I'm gonna go in early to work today I can't love that sloppy joe wednesday Well, there was an inmate. His name was Darren Rainey. He was 50 years old. Uh, Uh, They placed him in a tiny, scalding hot shower. Uh, They left Mm. him unattended for more than an hour. He collapsed and died amid the heat, suffered severe burns when he fell face up on the drain. And his skin was so badly Uh burnt that uh, the skin suffered what is known as slippage. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> I can't visualize the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. It sounds like something Clive Barker would create for a Hellraiser character. Slippage. So it just slips right off the bones. He's fully cooked. I mean, this is how you would barbecue something. Yeah. I mean, it's a slow roast. He was slow roasted to death. <laughs> Put that on his tombstone. It wasn't as bad as that guy that uh, just died here at Rikers uh, Island. in which no, he, he was. Had- he was in a, a cell that was a, an unventilated room with the heat turned all the way up, and he did uh, bake to death. This was more of a uh, a searing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't this wait for a next pan fry. Yeah, nice pan fry. That's good. Well, I didn't take place over Lent, but that's okay. <laughs> Got a pan fry over Lent. Yeah. Next week, I'm sure there'll be a dude who had a stick put up his ass and rotated on a spigot. That's how he's going to go out. Uh, he was screaming, I can't take it no more. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. Over and over and over again, according to the complaint that was made by a psychotherapist who worked at the facility for about three years. Uh, his name was George Malachtrot. Malachtrot? Uh, Malachtrot. 
I think Malink rot is fine. Yeah, that's I, I totally think that's fine. true. <laughs> yeah, not a good teeth on his head. Not a good piece of teeth in his brain. Yep, he was pulled. Uh, Rainy was pulled into a locked shower by prison guards as punishment after defecating, defecating in his cell and refusing to clean it up. I mean, it's his cell. You know, <laughs> if you want to poo poo, and I not not uh, this guy, uh, this Malik rot, not not a good tooth in his face in his mouth not in his brain there's no teeth in human brains hey so, don't make fun of the orally challenged all right We're i know sensitive. did you ever get that tooth pulled no marcus has a dead tooth in his <laughs> mouth which is creeping on all the other teeth because they're literally hanging around with a corpse like they're all ed gein or something <laughs> I'm working on it all right good christ a lot of ins and outs going on with no this. you just gotta take a piece of floss tie it to a door handle <laughs> shut the goddamn door remove the tooth <laughs> fill it up with some concrete or something uh, so this guy, he's talking about uh, this fellow over here with yeah. the uh, what's, what's this guy doing? Uh, this guy, uh, in fact, nobody has been charged in this crime at all. No one's yeah. even been disciplined for this crime. Uh, happened about three years ago. There was no autopsy done on the inmate. Mm-hmm. Nobody was charged. Uh, the Florida Department of Corrections halted a probe into the matter, uh, saying it could be restarted if the autopsy and police investigation unearth new information. But nobody cares about this dude. You know what? Took I'm a not- big dump in a cell again. I I don't know what's the problem. If if you got you have to stay in your own dump. It's his cell. <laughs> That's the one thing you should be allowed to do in prison. Yeah. It's amazing that they, you know, what, what were they going to get in trouble if he uh, had shit in his cell? Was no. that what they were going to get in trouble for? Prisons, the whole the whole place smells like dung. Yeah. That's the whole damn thing. It's just a big outhouse. Nobody gets out. Uh, no air gets out. I mean, every fart stays in. That's the thing that people don't realize about the U.S. prison system. Farts are victims, too. <laughs> a fart likes to run free. We've all seen that Ren and Stimpy episode. <laughs> You yeah. know, follow the farm. See where it takes you. These farts are stuck behind cold cement walls and barbed razor wires. That's the real tragedy here. <laughs> How many toots are we losing to the federal penal system? <laughs> Too goddamn many. That's right. Well, the shower treatment, as they called it, this was... So the, this is a th- this the is shower a thing. treatment, yeah. This was a thing. This was the only time that we know of that someone died from this, but it was something that happened so often that the, in, the guards could say, don't act up, I'll give you the shower treatment. The shower treatment, that's yeah. terrible. I mean, that sounds like something that they used to do at Guantanamo Bay way back in the day before we're just starting to release all these fellas now mm-hmm. uh, for that Mr. Burgall, ter- uh, Burgall character. That's that's madness. Yeah, uh, there was another suicide. I mean, guy. is is uh, what's the guy's name? Dick Tracy. Oh, uh, Warren Beatty. No, not Warren Beatty. You know the fella, the enemy, <laughs> the fella, uh, the the big enemy guy. Prune face. Not prune face. <laughs> Who's the big at en- Mister uh, Big Boy? <laughs> the big boy. Big man. No, big boy, man. <laughs> big boy. Big boy, man. No, just big boy. Okay. Who it sounds like is running this goddamn prison facility. Sounds awful. There was another guy uh, that hung himself. Uh, Richard Mayer left a suicide note in his shorts, accusing guards of sexually abusing inmates and forcing black and white inmates to fight each other for the entertainment of staff. Do they watch Django Unchained to get this idea? (laughs) Unbelievable. So it's just a straight up, uh, just a real fight club going on over there in the Dade County uh, prison. Yeah. It's an absolute hellhole. 
I would rather be in Guantanamo, especially now. Yeah, now they're doing all right. Yeah, they're doing very, very well. Of course, we just released those five dudes, and they were uh, the way they the way that they talked about these fellows. By the way, I mean they've been they've been in Guantanamo since uh, you know like oh two oh three, and the way that they talked about them, you would have thought that we were releasing part of the X Men. <laughs> I mean, they make them seem as if they are invincible to bullets, as if there's no way to kill these individuals, and as soon as you let them out, they're going to control all the. Uh, all the uh, metal and uh, anything that's magnetic around Iraq yeah, and uh, Afghanistan and I, Pakistan. I agree completely. I mean, you release these guys. You they're can, fat. You can. <laughs> they're all just fat, bearded losers. I'm sorry. Yeah, they can kill these people. They absolutely have. And in, fact, them. and in fact, that's what they've been. Uh, that's what they've been doing is they've been, you know, of course, doing the drone strikes mm-hmm. and they've been doing a lot of targeted raids. Uh, of course, we don't have a whole lot of troops on the ground anymore. Yeah. Obama just sent, what, 245 yeah, Marines? 35, something like yeah, that, 30, so, to retrain the Iraqi soldiers yeah. against ISIS, which that's going to work out. That's going to work out great. <laughs> that's going to be totally perfect. Yeah, because we already spent, I think, $32 million training them in the first place. Oh, even more than that. Yeah, yeah. if not much, much more. Uh, so, yeah, they're they're running gun. But, yeah, we, we can do targeted raids or drone strikes on these guys to get them, to actually kill them. In fact, it might work out better because they're not just in Guantanamo Bay anymore. We can just fucking murder them. Obama can start uh, emptying them. We can start just killing these guys. Mm-hmm. He can keep a campaign promise from eight years ago uh, or six, six seven years ago, uh, and everything's hunky-dory. I feel like, you know, uh, like Chuck Hagel's like John Voight. Or not John Voight, uh, Gary Busey from Surviving the Game. <laughs> you know, they, they pick up Ice-T off the streets. They save Ice-T from Guantanamo Bay. They say, here's your nice life, buddy. Give him some food, things like that. Let him run free. Only so they can have a more successful and fun hunt. <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's the, uh, the Obama administration's hunting season on these fellas. Bloodthirsty administration. But this Burgall character, he's been... Now, so he got released, and uh, a lot of uh, his... Um, you know the Marines that served with him don't love him. They Ooh. don't. I would not say that they are fans of him, and I wouldn't say they're buddies. No. Um, and they would argue he's a deserter. And the funny thing is, eh, not the funny thing necessarily, but of course he had what was it five years in prison uh, over there, held by Al Qaeda and things, and that can't be great. You no. know, that's never a fun time. No, he was uh, held by the Taliban. By the Taliban, and. Uh, and now he comes over here. I mean, we, we're putting he's in a nice little hospital right now. They're kind of trying to, um, you know, get him back into uh, society and things like that. He hasn't seen us. Uh, hasn't seen his folks yet. Really? No, he doesn't want to see him. Which you know, I, that's the best quality about the dude. <laughs> Who wants to see your parents? You know, you want to have a good time. You're living on that uh, hospital lifestyle. Parents are going to go in there and kill the vibe. Yeah. I understand. Surrounded that. by a bunch of hot nurses and things like that. Mom walks in there asking where all the fat ones are. <laughs> I want my son to have the biggest nerves. <laughs> They're always the best. God damn it, mother. I had a beautiful, beautiful, young 18-year-old blonde. <laughs> yeah, but they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Catherine is in the wrong vein and shit like that. It'll be yeah. sad. But now he's beginning to understand. Uh, they're starting to trickle down information to him yeah. about how much the Americans are uh, quite upset with him People, and his troops, uh, his his uh, platoon in general. I don't know anybody who is happy about this deal. I mean, anybody what, by the, I mean, it just doesn't matter. Marcus, what are the three other folks over there that are uh, that are being kidnapped? I mean, these are just civilians. And uh, technically, Bergall was the was the last prisoner of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Obama was just very, very happy to get them all to get them out. I mean, the deal makes I don't fully understand it, but 
Nobody under everyone is so taken aback by it, and they're you know on paper it looks absolutely awful. Maybe maybe uh, they put chips uh, in these individuals before they let them out of Guantanamo, and they're going to follow them. Maybe it's sort of like a Fast and the Furious when we put all the guns into Mexico mm-hmm. to be like we're going to follow the guns, and they're like, oh, where'd they go? <laughs> Ooh, where where do they all go? Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they 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 got these guys real. Uh, you know, drunk off of, uh, uh, you know, some sort of fine wine one evening and uh, and injected their rectums with a, with a tracking device like some bizarre alien probe. I mean, we don't really know no. what the motivation was because five to one makes no sense on paper. And Burkle, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this guy isn't John Rambo. <laughs> no. You know, this guy, I mean, he was, I mean, I will say more braver than I. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. More athletic than me for sure. Probably slightly more intelligent to some degree and uh, certainly more patriotic in certain ways. And he saw a lot of messed up things. I mean, this is, of course, he was there during the uh, the, the the real heat of the situation yeah. where, uh, you know, it was a real bunch of gangbusters busting down doors, accidentally killing families. <laughs> you know, things like that were going down. He uh, He got slightly disillusioned. And then, uh, yeah, he kept he, on, kept on wand. This was the third time he wandered off. Yeah, he finally got caught by the Taliban. Yeah, finally. Uh, and it's at some know, point, don't you just you, you leash him up? <laughs> I mean, if a dog keeps wandering, just get get one of those shock collars, yeah. put it around him or something. And we lost a few soldiers trying to find him. They sent out some. Well, they're saying to we lost him. six, but that's kind yeah. of up for debate because apparently that was over about a seven month. Uh, um, Timeline and uh, the main thing was that they were uh, arguing that um, uh, that uh, we had weakened security forces at uh, some military bases because they were out there searching for the fella. But according to the U.S. government, they had extra drones in the sky uh, to uh, to overcompensate for the fact that there was like you know more folks out there looking for him. So who knows if we did lose six? Either way, it's not good. Basically, it's one of those situations where it's like I'm suffering. You're suffering. Yeah. You know, and that's what the Marines are pissed off about. It's like if you're on an NFL football team and somebody fakes the toe injury like I did when I was in high school, <laughs> when I was playing high school football, I faked a toe injury because you know what? Sprints aren't fun for me. <laughs> I didn't like to do sprints, but the team, they were not happy. Yeah. I was the Burgall of the Stevens Point Pacelli High School Cardinals football team. I was a deserter. Yeah. And they were not thrilled, but nobody died. As a matter of fact, they went to state. They lost, <laughs> but that is fine. I was there with them, cheering so, on the sidelines. Good for them. Good for them. We never got yeah. passed by district. There we go. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Texas, this was the Catholic League, so. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, you yeah, guys yeah. weren't very good. No, 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 no. <laughs> not great. Catholic football isn't known to be the best football. Yeah. Um. Nonetheless, it was nice to be there in the presence of the Lord, uh, <laughs> playing the sweet game of football. No doubt about that. His so his troops, you get the feeling his fellow members of the platoon and things like that, the fellow Marines, were just pissed that he no longer had to go through the overall monotony of being uh, where they were because it was a relatively peaceful area that he was. Hence, he could just wander off. Well, there was whenever another, he wanted to. There was one soldier that said that he wanted to go out and hunt and kill. He wanted to have the battle experience, which he said that it's possibly why he wandered off. Some people, it's very conflicting reports. It is. It because is. some people say that, you know, he wanted to go out and hunt and kill the Taliban. That's why he went out. Other people say that he was disillusioned with the army and right. he wanted to go out and join the Taliban. It wasn't like the movies. 
You know, I uh, I joined the U.S. Army, and, and at no point uh, did a, a Gomer Pile friend of mine show up. I had no funny sidekick buddy. You know, it was, it was bizarre. Uh, no prostitutes about. I mean, you get the feeling that people join the military for. You have to join the military. Obviously, you're very idealistic. You have an idea of what you're going to be experiencing. And then you get there and you're just sleeping in a shitty bed in a shitty country under shitty weather with shitty TV surrounded by people that you really don't like. It's basically when I had to go to summer camp in sixth grade. (laughs) That's it. And then you were like, what about the violence? What about the war? What about the bloodshed that I was, I was told I was going to be able to murder legally here. Yeah. That's, they say long periods of boredom punctuated yeah. by brief moments of terror. They say that right. uh, the best uh, movie representation of uh, military life is Jarhead. I thought it was going to be Heavyweights. <laughs> Another great camp movie. Check it out. Heavyweights. If you uh, haven't seen it. My, uh, my older brother, Chris, he just got married. Of course. And, uh, of course. And my parents didn't show up, and there's quite a uh, Kissel family feud going on right mm, now. A schism. Bit of a schism, but that's okay. Uh, he had a terrible anorexia, and I bought him the uh, the VHS heavyweights for his birthday. That's a funny joke. <laughs> that's a funny joke. So, yeah, so he's just bored out of his mind. This yeah. burgle guy wants to go. But the other uh, but theory out there is that he just went to an area that he knew Taliban controlled and said, Hey, guys, can I join you? Can I be on your team? Yeah. Can I, can I can I be with you? You know? And uh and that's sort of where the conflicting report comes in. Yeah. And they said no. They didn't let him. You, can, you They didn't oh they didn't allow the enemy to come. They didn't think it was the worst um spy infiltration in the history of the US military. Hey uh Burgall, why don't you go over there, tell him you want to be part of their group, see if they let you in and then come back and tell us what you learned, okay? He's gonna really fucking do it. This guy is stupid. <laughs> That's the dumbest Marine I have ever seen in my entire life. What? I got to go look for him? Uh, Next thing you know, he's coming back in a goddamn coffin with an American flag draped over it. You know, speaking of movies, uh, Catherine Bigelow's making a movie about this entire scandal. Very talented. Very yeah. talented director. Yeah. Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, great fucking movies. Zero Dark Thirty was, was phenomenal. And, you know, that's what those guys that we released... Over the five fellas, and Marcus, if you want to get their names, I mean, and I'll butcher them, but I'm sure you can uh, pronounce them properly. The guys the, that we uh, that, that we, we raised from Gitmo, uh, you know, that was the sort of torture that they had to, uh, you know, endure and undergo to get, you know, whatever answers they possibly had. Um, and I'm sure they knew a couple of things. There's no doubt about that. You just don't release them after, you don't torture somebody for 10 years and release them. Yeah. You know, I mean, it goes back to, this was why, uh, you know, this was this was the, the, the sort of the dilemma of ending slavery. Mm-hmm. White people knew that they were such assholes uh, to black people when it came down to slavery and the institution in general that that's why it took so long because they're like, but if they let us go, they're, they're going to come back and kill us like um, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and that's what took so long. And so you, you harden somebody for 10 years, make their lives miserable, uh, sexually abuse them, physically abuse them, emotionally abuse them, and then you just send them back into a war situation where they're honored like gods and war heroes, and you expect them to not be more hostile and angrier than ever. I, I really don't understand it. We give them Muhammad Fazul, Nurula Nori, Abdul Haq, Wasikh, Karula Karkawa, and Muhammad Muhammad Nabi Omari. 
No Larry Clark or anything, huh? <laughs> Nothing like that? No, there was no Bob uh, Juskowitz in there either. No Juskowitz? <laughs> no, Pol- no Polish. Oh, come no on. No Welsh. So all those dudes for a Burgall. And it's funny now because, you know, we we spent all the uh, energy to get them. This is obviously this just happening around uh, Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. I think Obama thought it was going to be a really great welcome home to the last <laughs> POW of the war. Bit of a bit of a... Backlash. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a people saying, I don't like the trade because it makes... Don't gamble with Obama. No. Because he doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> you know? He, he he bets up. He bets high. Yeah. Um, and bets badly. It seems to be the case. Yeah. But again, we don't know. I mean, nobody in the news media, uh, you never know. Maybe they, maybe there was some alternative plan uh, that we that we're not aware of, you know. I I do think the idea of tagging them, much like yeah, treating them like an arsenal that we sent over for the Fast and the Furious, that is possible. But it does not seem to be good. But now, so after all of this political uh, turmoil, after all the, uh, after all the, dare I say it, hubbubaloo, <laughs> he might just have to go to prison in a military prison here in the United States. There's a there's a large group of individuals, mostly conservatives, uh, ironically, a lot of Tea Party folks that want him to be tried as for treason for being a traitor. Yeah. So he spends spends 5 years in a cave uh in a cage. Uh treason, you're executed for treason. He and then we're just going to so all this for a dude that we may or may not kill or put in prison for ourselves. I mean, what, what what this does not matter. I mean, it's possible that, you know, of course Obama's start, trying to wind down all the wars in the Middle East and he says, "But he, you know who's there's some other people who want to wind them up." <laughs> Let's wind it up, boys, with ISIS. God, ISIS sounds like they they are oh. fighting GI Joe. I mean, it sounds like a nineteen eighties uh, Hanna Barbera villain. Yeah, uh, Hanna Barbera cartoon villain. ISIS. It doesn't get any scarier than that. And these dudes are for real. But you know, this is all because, and of course. We have to have Samanar Bobby will be back on the show very, very soon. He's traveling all around the world right now. He's currently in Brazil watching the World Cup. Oh, good for uh, him. Oh, yeah, living, living an, Ameri- uh, an amazing life with his beautiful wife. Um, but they came out of, uh, of, of Syria. They were able to sort of like really, really uh, mm-hmm. you know, gather up in Syria, get together, buddy up, have a couple of bonding nights. I don't know what they do for bonding nights. Probably execute a lot of people. 1,700 people. Sure. So (laughs) so here in the States, we have some Budweiser's, a couple of shots, and, uh, you know, maybe we talk about football. And over there, they... uh they play the real football. Yeah, with heads. Human heads. Which Human is- heads. Yep. They uh, they tweeted out uh, the head of a decapitated Iraqi officer, and the uh, text that went along with it was, this is our ball. It is made of skin. Hashtag World Cup. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, it, it is. It, it, the, the one thing about them, you know, obviously we do last podcast on the left. Yeah, very dark stuff. Very dark humor. This makes last podcast on the left look a little bit more like a if Jimmy Fallon had a podcast <laughs> and his sidekick was Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and Jimmy Fallon was the one who was like going a little too far, Jimmy. Just a bit. Just a touch. <laughs> ISIS has a very, very sick sense of humor. And by the way, you can't play soccer for very long with a human head. No, it's going to fall apart real soon. Oh, yeah. And plus, you can't really, I mean, you can't get any angles in on it. Are you kicking the jawbone? Or are you kicking the back of the cranium? Yeah. It's not going to work. You could get, you could, 
I feel very. It's very heavy. I feel a very human bad. head weighs eight pounds, Ben. I know. <laughs> I, I just feel very bad because there's a dude in Iraq right now who's just like looking in the mirror, just being like, "They've always uh, made fun of me for having the head of a soccer ball." <laughs> I uh oh no, this is this is bad. My head look it is perfectly proportioned to a soccer ball head. I am. Um, I gotta lose weight. I don't know. I in my um, head. How do I lose weight? My head. I don't. There's no, I'm already very thin. I haven't eaten in a, a while. So, um, I got it. I'll cut off my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work out perfectly. <laughs> That's not bad. So, ISIS is storming through Iraq right now. So, despite yeah. the fact that, you know, we got our last POW out of Afghanistan, the war is supposedly winding down, even though it's not even close. No. Um, the guy over there, uh, it's still Karzai over there, right? He's it, doing it. Karzai's in Afghanistan. Uh, I think no, I know in Afghanistan. That's oh, where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Al Arwaki is in uh, in Iraq. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Karzai is. I mean, it's all completely corrupt, of course, in Iraq. There, uh, you know, it's all about the minority and majority governments. It's just. Yeah. And there, I mean, there was a there was a woman uh, who was credited. I read a piece in Polit- on Politico the other day, I think, uh, talking about like how there was one woman who was responsible for it was the Maliki. Maliki is the president. Yeah, yeah, Maliki. That's right. Uh, but she was. Elowaki's a huge terrorist. That's right, isn't he? Yeah. Though? I mean, Maliki and Elowaki. I mean, they're the same goddamn. <laughs> I got the last syllable right. Yeah, Maliki. And, of course, Maliki did a terror. Everyone that we put into power, uh, that the U.S. put into power, he decided to take out of power, and that's why the uh, the Iraqi soldiers, uh, who are, of course, they're Shiite. He's a Shiite. Mm-hmm. And then the Sunnis are in there rolling through. Um, he, the, the folks that he put into power didn't know exactly what they were doing. No. And that was the major problem. No, it was uh, very bad. It's all anyway, very bad. But so, yeah. So this woman uh, goes into Iraq, and a lot of uh, the West's interests... And what uh, year was this? Uh, this was late 1800s, early 1900s, pre-World War One. Uh, a lot of the original interest in the area of Iraq and Syria uh, was had a lot to do with archaeology, is that these people were going in and they were finding all of these wonderful ruins uh, yeah. in areas that at the time, at the time and in, in that time in history, uh, in the 1800s, 1900s, uh, these areas were largely tribal. That's Roaming. a smarter time, though. Can you imagine invading a country and be like, our archaeologists wanted to dig there? <laughs> I mean that's if we went into if we went into the Iraq War in 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 ninety two or in uh, in oh one like, yes our scientists would enjoy researching your land it's the cradle of civilization the Sumerians the Indeed. Mesopotamians we lost so much when the Iraq War came yeah. all of the uh, museums were plundered but anyways mm. this woman uh you know they. These uh, Westerners, they started going in. They started, of course, taking things over. They started installing their own people. This is when the Saudis came into power. Uh, but these people, after World War One was over, they started car- handing out all of this land that all of these countries had claimed. So uh, sort of like an Oprah Winfrey type thing. <laughs> you get a land. You get a land. You get a land. And they drew uh, a rock completely almost arbitrarily they drew it in such a way and it's a lot of this also happened in africa as well and why there's a lot of strife in africa is that these were tribal societies and they drew the lines again still are they drew the lines in such a way that did not respect the tribes whatsoever so you had these tribes that have been Mm -hmm. warring each other against each other for hundreds sometimes thousands of years suddenly they're in a government together and suddenly they've got to try to work together and they can't 
It's just you, you, impossible. You can't go in there and start drawing all abstract, like, what's an abstract painter? Jackson like, Pollock. Sure, like a Jackson <laughs> Pollock. And then what's a painter that does stuff with, like, real straight lines? Picasso. Sure, like Picasso. <laughs> That's who you got to be more like. But it's funny, because obviously they're still dealing with that... Uh, that today and that was joe biden's big idea back in 06 this is why he's sort of joe biden uh, is uh they are the media is making a big deal out of this but anyway yes yeah, so they they cut all the lines everyone was like i don't want to work with this dude but now we're in the same uh yeah. no, now we're in the same a, district and yeah now all of a sudden they're yeah. in the, they're in the same country together and uh they're having to and of course that's where you get strife it's where you get civil war of course there were some countries in the middle east like iran and afghanistan that uh were working fucking great and had been working up into you know all the way up yeah. until the United States started meddling in it again, uh, but a lot of these other countries, Iraq and Syria, uh, and I believe Libya, a lot of these countries were created uh, out af- right after World War One, mm. uh, much like a lot of countries in Africa were created uh, around that same time. I believe those dumb Brits, you know. I mean, it's the British, it's the Dutch, it's the Belgians. You know, the dumbest thing about the Brits, warm beer. <laughs> the British have warm beer. They used to love it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I've had some British friends that complain about cold beer. Get Go ruin another Middle Eastern country, would you? <laughs> With your warm beer. It's disgusting. But that is something that Biden addressed in 06 when he wanted uh, his plan was to basically, which is very ironic, basically uh, split up the... Uh, uh, Iraq into three different states, relatively autocratic states, and then have a very small central government, which is, of course, what Republicans would like to see here in the United States yeah. when it comes to much more states' rights and uh, and a much smaller uh, central government. But, of course, uh, Mr. Biden is a, is a larger government fella uh, in theory, although nowadays they're all big government schmucks now anyway. Well, um, I mean, I, I think that's... Uh, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense I mean, there. it's segregation by by definition. Yeah. But uh, uh, but it does make sense uh, there because, I mean, what... I mean, a million people have said this before is that our biggest uh, mistake with the Middle East is assuming what's going to work here is going to work right. there. Like, the exact same thing. It's like, just throw democracy It doesn't out. work here. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have them make the same mistakes that we made here, but there... And it's going to work out. How is that exactly going to work out, sir? We're going to have to make the same <laughs> mistakes here, there, as we do here. Again. Now, I have campaigned. <laughs> I have campaigned on issues. They are uh, truly lost and confused when it comes to this stuff. And I can't wait to get Saman in there. Yeah. Uh, is Saman in here to talk about it. And now, of course, we're going to have to sort of have a uh, have a good time and try to work with uh, with Iran, which is so ironic. I mean, yeah. Tonka, th- there is no greater example of the uh, of the statement. My uh, my best friend, uh, what is it? What is, is the this? friend my, of my, uh, my, my the friend, enemy of an, my enemy yeah, is an my enemy, friend? An enemy of my enemy is my friend. And now it's just fun. that's how bad things have gotten mm-hmm. in Iraq. We're looking to Iran, who we theoretically. Every presidential cycle, there's just one candidate who's just like, I will wipe them off the face of the earth. I will wipe <laughs> Iran off the face of the earth. And then they just know they're going to get about 8 million votes. Yeah. But now we're just like, oh, we're going to buddy up with those people, you know, yeah, the ones who are cutting off the ladies' clits and things like that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Boy, That's how crazy ISIS is right now. Well, I tell you who's sweating it right now is Israel. 
Ah, they're fine. <laughs> they get all the firepower in the world. Yeah, Israel's sitting pretty no matter what. They're gonna be they're gonna be fine. But this group, man, they they are having a hell of a time. And what's interesting is their use of social media. They are the first. Man. I mean, and it's funny now because. You know how uh, you'll read articles about somebody who got busted robbing a bank or somebody who um, uh, committed a carjacking or uh, somebody who, um, you know, stole a whole bunch of, you know, guns and they post it on Facebook Mm -hmm. and then they brag about it. And then the cops are like, this is why we're getting fatter as a police force, (laughs) because all we have to do is sit here and look on Facebook and all the criminals come to us. That's pretty much what ISIS is doing. Yeah. They are just showing the world their war crimes. So when they do get caught, and they will lose because, you know, currently in Iraq, there's a lot of people coming up to join the military. Um, and I think it, there's no way they're going to take Baghdad. Uh, it's a relatively small group of people, the, these ISIS individuals. They've taken two cities. They took small, unorganized cities uh, with... Uh, any sort of Iraqi uh, military was immediately they they ditched their clothes faster than Shaggy from Scooby Doo after seeing a ghost in an amusement park. <laughs> they fucking their split. Shorts were on the ground quicker <laughs> than so. By the way, did they? So was there just a bunch of naked dudes? I mean, there had running to around been. at there, some point, like just in the like desert. Well, bad idea. Well, everything is going to be just fine, Becky. We've got the Iraqi military to protect us. Uh, hey, uh, who, who's all those dudes just running around in their underwear? <laughs> is that our military? <laughs> I, uh, I I think it's time to pack it up. <laughs> I think it might be time to get on out of here. Baghdad is going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but these ISIS guys, what they're showing the world, what they're bragging about on Twitter, things like that, they are just documenting war crimes. They are very... They it, just it, put out their fourth YouTube video. Well, I it's mean, I called, wish I had a web series. <laughs> you know? It's called, uh, I think it's called The Clanging of Swords. Yeah, what's it all about? <laughs> they just put out the clanging of sword, the clanging of the swords four, the fourth in a series. Oh wow! Well, they're real, <laughs> that's, that's a real Lord of the, the Rings. Way, huh? that, that's from CNN right there. They they uh, said a professionally produced video, the clanging of the swords okay. four, the fourth in the series. Professionally produced. <laughs> Did they yeah. get one of the guys from Brazers to go over there and produce the damn thing? I mean, come on, CNN. People have iMovie now. It's not that hard. Yeah. No, it's not. Professionally produced. I I highly doubt it was. Uh, But I'm sure it was absolutely disgusting. Of course, they had the video with them just mowing down random cars on the side of the street. And uh, they were just driving by them. That was them with the AK-47. That was them. Yeah, that was was part of their, you know, their road to to Baghdad. When we did it, it was real cool because we had graphics (laughs) and shit. But when they do it, it just shows them actually just shooting a bunch of innocent people in a car. Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't have, they didn't cut to Wolf Blitzer. (laughs) You know, they didn't, they didn't have the wolf doing a beautiful deep voice narration of, uh, of the road to Baghdad. Mm -hmm. There's just a little bit more probably accurate of what it means to the road to Baghdad when you want to go to war and overtake Iraq. Uh, So these guys are really at the forefront of terrorism. And uh, I'm not sure how many people there were. There are a couple of people uh, in the UK and I'm sure there's some people in the United States. Of course, it's much easier uh, in the UK uh, to get over there who are drawn to these guys because of these videos. But for the most part, you're not gonna you're not gonna sell me on your organization until you get a cinematographer. <laughs> I need some choreography, I need a good cinematographer, and I need somebody who knows what they're doing. I want union guys. A uh, union guys. 
Get the union guys over there. No, ISIS is a, they're a true, truly disgusting group of individuals. And they, they think they're so masculine. Yeah. There's, really, not a, there's, not a woman, there's not a woman among them. That's all they want. I mean, these t- are all just dudes who like hanging out with dudes and doing dude things. They don't care about women at all. I don't know what oh, I don't know the, what their point is. They killed I, a, they, I don't understand their point. Well, it's a, it's a jihad, you know. They yeah. killed a bunch of people watching the World Cup. I forget in what country. I think it was Kenya. And Kenya. And I'll tell you, they, you know, they asked one couple, they said, do you believe in God or do you, are, are, are you, you Christian? Are you, are you Muslim? Uh, and the guy said, no, I'm a Christian. Just say whatever. <laughs> the Bible's not real. Yeah, you know you you can. What is it, Peter or Paul? Who denounced Jesus three uh, times? Thomas. No, no, I think it was Peter. I think it was Peter. Yeah, yeah. You can do it three times. You can do it twice. <laughs> it's the third time that God gets real pissed off. Yeah. So just save two. Yeah, and you get and the, one a week. You get one. We'll give you one a week. <laughs> two, two a week. You can do it. Yeah, you can do so that. Every you can Sunday you get week. another three. But yeah. don't go over three. <laughs> don't go over two, really, because the third you're going to hell. Yeah. But if a dude has a gun and he says, are you whatever religion, he is with the gun. Say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a great religion, bro. You're living that life. That's it. Yep. And then walk away. And be like, I'm sorry to the God that I like. Please forgive me. And then God will say, that's two this week. (laughs) Be very careful. You only get one more. (laughs) It's it's real madness over there right now. And um, there is no no support by the U.S., uh, by the general population to go over there. And certainly they don't want boots on the ground. But we created this, again. And it's funny because people still want to blame Bush for it. And, you know, I mean, obviously... Not exactly perfect. No. Um, but, you know, I mean, no action is often, and no action is an action. Yeah. And uh, to have no action over there in Syria and to sort of allow uh, for everything to just crumble and to just have, just, just, just to say that everything is fine in Iraq, uh, but uh, there's no way that it was, um, is no worse than, than, than uh, protecting it yourself. And I think these are the conundrums that presidents have to have. You know, I mean, it's tough. It's a tough thing. I don't think Obama's done any worse. He's just, he's doing, he's doing what he thinks is best, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, I'll tell you, when it comes to foreign policy, he just doesn't like it. He hates it. Because they don't understand his, uh, they don't understand uh, English so well, so his speeches don't come across. Can't charm him. Yeah, exactly. It's like the Beatles. <laughs> you know, you imagine the Beatles, they go over there, they go play France, and everyone's just like looking at him, a bunch of, a bunch of schmucks. Speak some French Beatles. You yeah. know, and then the the French love this band, the Baguettes, and they were over there. They were over there singing and singing about cheese. And the Beatles were like, "What the fuck? I'm talking about marijuana and yellow submarines. What are these idiots liking Baguettes for?" Nah. You know, I love that French oh. band, the Baguettes. You love the Baguettes? Huh? Oh, I would love to. What's see one it, of the Baguette songs? Ooh, fromage, fromage, for me, for me. Yeah, it's about a big fat dude who ate too much fromage and ended up going down and uh, marrying the hottest young chick he could find, but he smothered her to death. Because she stole some of his cheese. <laughs> it's a real sad story, actually. It sounds like it. Yeah, it's the day the fromage died. Um, <laughs> let's see. We can just wrap it up there. Uh, Rick Perry's gay. <laughs> oh, can we yeah. just say that? Oh, no, those those well, have been those have been uh, the rumors for decades. Yeah, and yeah. they are they are dead on. Rick, real quick, Marcus, you're a Texan. This Rick Rick Perry story is just too fun. I, just, I love it, it so much. It angers me. 
It angers me so much. Why? How does this anger you? Because it only perpetuates stereotypes about Texans. What, that they're all closeted gays, but they hate the gays in politics? No, in that we're all homophobic assholes. That we, oh, uh, yeah, that we all, we're all homophobic assholes. Because you're all gay. And Yes, we're all gay, Ben. No, Everyone that would, in Texas is gay, Ben. I don't know. <laughs> Steers and queers, that's what I always heard about Texas, but yeah, I thought yeah, that yeah. was Thanks offensive, for, though. But yeah, I think it, that's it, offensive. It's very offensive. And I never said it growing up. Didn't? Never did. You just said it. I always said steers and homosexuals, <laughs> which is also bad. Now, you can't say that. Steers and gays. Yes, steers and it gays. doesn't rhyme, though. Yeah, 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 I mean. Whatever. You know, that, whatever. But, yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, Rick Rick Perry is infuriating, uh, and he gives Texans everywhere uh, well, a bad name. Say his, say his quote. Uh, his quote was, Rick Perry was, I, th- I believe this was at a fundraiser, and, uh, of course, you know, Rick Perry, he's a, he's a total... He's a total homophobe. He's a total schmuck. And I'll tell you, I I have been much more, much, much more hardened uh, to these uh, conservative evangelicals like Rick Santorum. I like to make fun of them and, uh, and, and, and try not to get too angry. But again, going back to my parents who vote for these people, it was really hurtful when they didn't go to my brother's wedding. It really hurt the family. Yeah. So when these policies are actually taken into action, they are nothing but detrimental, and there's not one positive things about, thing about these folks. Um, but what's Rick Perry's quote? He said, whether or not you feel compelled to follow a particular lifestyle or not, you have the ability to decide not to do that. I may have the genetic coding that I'm inclined to be an alcoholic, but I have the desire not to do that, and I look at the homosexual issue the same way. There it is. And then he says, uh, being a homosexual is a lot like uh, alcohol, where it's fun to do at a party, but the next day your shits are all weird. (laughs) It's phenomenal. God. He said in a campaign commercial, you don't need to be in the pew every Sunday to know that there's something wrong in this country when gays can serve openly in the military but our kids can't openly celebrate Christmas or pray in school. But what? What's he talking about? Well, I mean, I'm, uh, I, I obviously missed the no gays uh, fucking article in the Constitution. Well, and I certainly miss these kids who weren't able to celebrate Christmas openly. <laughs> Way too openly. <laughs> Keep it to yourselves. It doesn't matter. Um, all right, everybody. So that's, uh, hey, yeah. Um, let's do this. Marcus, you do yeah, Marcus Parks on Twitter. Yeah. I'm Ben Kissel on Twitter. And let's get these iTunes numbers up. We're in iTunes, uh, the top 200 every now and again. Let's yeah. pop it up there. And uh, we're going to keep on having great guests for you guys and everything. And I know sometimes you don't like them. There's a, the cat gal, cat Tim, some folks don't like. But, of course, you got Jim Polk there and uh, and uh, Simon and all these guys out there that are great. Um, so we're going to keep on bringing you the news. The only way Marcus Parks and Ben Kissel can. Yeah. Which is just sort of like this. It's <laughs> <is> not bad. It's <laughs> not the worst. I watch a lot of news. This is a pretty damn good show, actually. This is a fucking great show. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, 
we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.